During Lent, we've been looking at encounters with Jesus based on John's Gospel. We've heard the stories of Caiaphas, Mary, the sister of Lazarus, Andrew and his brother Peter. Today, we'll hear about Pontius Pilate and his encounter with Jesus, which can be summed up with the word perplexed. John has details that are not recorded in the other Gospel accounts. We hear the dialogue of Pilate with the Jews and Pilate with Jesus. While Pilate is trying to get to the truth of what Jesus has done wrong, Jesus is also asking questions of Pilate and making claims that Pilate finds perplexing. It makes the reader wonder who is on trial here. Beginning at John 18.28, Jesus is brought to Pilate. Then the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Caiaphas to the palace of the Roman governor. By now it was early morning, and to avoid ceremonial uncleanness, they did not enter the palace, because they wanted to be able to celebrate the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and asked, What charges are you bringing against this man? If he were not a criminal, they replied, we would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said, take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. But we have no right to execute anyone, they objected. This took place to fulfil what Jesus had said about the kind of death he was going to die. Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus and asked, are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea, Jesus asked, or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate replied, your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. What is it you have done? Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into this world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth? retorted Pilate. With this he went out again to the Jews gathered there and said, I find no basis for a charge against him. But it is your custom for me to release to you one prisoner at this time of the Passover. Do you want me to release the king of the Jews? They shouted back, No, not him. Give us Barabbas. Now Barabbas had taken part in an uprising. And John 19. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and they slapped him in the face. Once more Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for the charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, here is the man. As soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! But Pilate answered, 
You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted, we have a law and according to that law, he must die because he claimed to be the son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid and he went back inside the palace. Where do you come from? He asked Jesus, but Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said. Don't you realise I have the power either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus answered, You would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judge's seat at a place known as the Stone Pavement, which in Aramaic is Gabbatha. It was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about noon. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews. But they shouted, take him away, take him away, crucify him. Shall I crucify your king? Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar, the chief priests answered. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Good morning, my name is Marcus Pontius Pilate. History blames me for the death of Jesus. But that phrase you have in one of your creeds, crucified under Pontius Pilate, does not give you the full picture of what happened on that Friday. As I tell my story, let me lift the lid on the most perplexing trial that ever came my way. I was born and raised in central Italy to middle-class parents. As a young adult, I joined the Roman military. I started off as a soldier and gradually worked my way up, to the, ch up the chain of command. I was fortunate to have a benefactor named Sejanus, Sejanus commended me to Emperor Tiberius and Tiberius appointed me as the governor of Judea. To be honest, it was not my first choice. In fact, it would have been my last. But who is one to argue with the most powerful man on earth? Soon after, in AD 26 then, I took up residence in the portside palace complex at Caesarea, magnificent place built by King Herod the Great. As the Roman governor, I had three main responsibilities. First, the collection of taxes. 
Second, capital works projects. And third, law and order. Law and order, it kept the peace. Law and order enabled the steady flow of goods and taxes to Rome. Law and order is why I made a point of always being in Jerusalem at the time of Passover. See, those Jews, whenever they come together, they get some funny ideas. And it's a time when their messianic expectations could boil over into a riot. So I always made sure there were extra regiments stationed in the city to quell any uprising and to keep the peace. By way of example, just before that Passover, we arrested a man for insurrection and murder. His name was Barabbas and his execution was pending. Hmm, back to Jesus. We'd been hearing rumours circulating for some time. But by the time of Passover in AD 30, the Jewish, Jewish chief priest Caiaphas regarded this Jesus as a threat who needed to be eliminated. And that's how I got dragged into my encounter with Jesus. Here's how it happened. The morning, early in the morning, just after the Passover feast, my servants wake me up telling me there's a delegation of Jewish leaders outside my palace, palace demanding an audience. <sighs> Who do these people think they are? What on earth do they expect of me at this time of day? Yes, I was annoyed. I meet with them and it turns out they, they are asking me to give the verdict of death for this Jesus. They claimed he was a criminal. They said he'd claimed to be the king of the Jews. Ha! <laughs> I could not take that seriously. He had no army, no weapons, no axe to grind against Rome. He wasn't threatening anybody with violence. He had not committed any offence that warranted the death penalty according to Roman law. Still, I wanted to resolve my curiosity. So I asked him, are you the king of the Jews? He did not answer with a yes or no. Instead, he asked me a question. Is that your own idea or did others talk to you about me? Ah, a clever strategy to be sure. He was challenging me to come up with my own opinion rather than swallow the talk of the accusers. Hmm, I was sort of surprised that he wasn't intimidated by me or what I could do to him. Instead, he seemed secure and confident about his purpose. You see, I knew, I knew they'd handed him over to me out of envy. I knew that he'd done something to upset them, but for the life of me, I couldn't work out what. Needing to come to a decision, I continued my interrogation. So tell me, what is it you've done? 
his reply was interesting. He looks at me and says, My kingdom is not of this world, otherwise my followers would have fought to prevent my arrest. My kingdom is from another place. Aha! So you are a king then. I was trying to get to the bottom of what he meant by my kingdom. His reply confused and confounded me because he then took this tack down a religious philosophical line that had nothing to do with legal matters. He says to me, you say that I'm a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into this world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What was I supposed to do with that? What do you do with that? Here I am, going through this trial, trying to work out the truth of whether this man is innocent or guilty. And he starts talking about being the one who testifies to the truth. The truth about what, I ask. I thought about it. Hmm. Given that every tribe and language and culture has its own version of ultimate truth or religious matters, I conceded that Jesus here was making clear his own personal religious convictions, hardly an offence against Rome. And so I came out and I announced my verdict to the Jews. I find no basis for a charge against this man. However, given that it's Passover and I usually release a prisoner, how about I set this Jesus free? But they would have not a bar of it. Instead, they demanded that I release Barabbas, a convicted murderer. Strange indeed. To appease them. I had Jesus flogged. You see, my soldiers really went to work on him. The cat of nine tails, they ripped his back open and his shoulders to shreds. They plonked a crown of thorns on his head, put a purple robe across his shoulders, slapped him backwards and forwards and paid him mock homage. Hail, King of the Jews! Hail, King of the Jews! And when they'd finished their sport, I brought this beaten and bloody Jew out to them and repeated to them my verdict. I find no basis for a charge against this man. And with contempt, the chief priests and their associates start crying out at the top of their lungs, Crucify! 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 Again, I repeated my verdict. I find no basis for a charge against him. They retorted instantly. But this man claims to be the son of God and according to our law, our religion, he therefore deserves to die for blasphemy. I then realized that they would then settle for nothing less 
And so I took Jesus back inside. And by this time, I'm feeling like a rock between a hard place. I wanted to set him free, but by now the crowd had worked up an angry head of steam. How was I going to get through this? So I asked him point blank, where do you come from? Silence. Hey, don't you realize I have the power to free you or crucify you? He looks me in the eye and says, you would have no power unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. How perplexing. I'd tried hundreds of criminals over the years and inevitably they resort to one of two tactics. They either plead their innocence or they try to evade death. But in Jesus, there was none of that. It was like, it was like he knew already what the outcome would be and was marching towards it step by step, by step. I kept trying to set Jesus free, but now the angry crowd was insisting, if you set this man free, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. Implication, if I'd set Jesus free, then I was opposing Caesar and I hardly wanted that rumour to get back to Rome. With one last appeal, I tried to get him off. But then they made it clear that they were rejecting Jesus as their king and when they claimed to have no king except Caesar, I reluctantly handed Jesus over to be crucified. But I got in one last poke on that day. You see, the charge sheet, the one that hung around his neck and was later nailed to his cross, on it I wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Of course they complained. Don't write that. Write that he claimed to be King of the Jews. I said, hey, what I've written... I have written. After the grief that caused me that morning, there was no way on earth I was going to change it. They would just have to live with it. Later that day, my soldiers went to finish off the victims. They found that Jesus was already dead. I gave my permission for Joseph of Arimathea to take down his body and attend to the Jewish burial customs. I thought, at last, this sad old situation is done with, but oh no, next morning, a Sabbath, there's a Jewish delegation again outside my palace badgering me, badgering me to put a seal on the tomb and post a Roman guard around it. 
They wanted to make sure that his disciples did not come to steal the body and then claim a few days afterwards that he'd risen from the dead. Fat chance. We all know how that turned out for them, don't we? I have to admit some glee about that. They asked me not to discipline my soldiers. I didn't. They conducted a search far and wide to find and produce the body of Jesus, but they came up empty-handed. To be honest, I have no idea or even interest in what happened to the body of Jesus. While I could not believe that he'd risen from the dead... It gave me much glee indeed to know that the one they demanded me to crucify was now causing them grief without end. Oh, what an irony. And we Romans, we love irony. And as I think about it, it gives me much pleasure sharing my glee every time I get to tell people about my encounter with Jesus. And so, friends, on that note, I say good day to you and farewell. Well, that gave us a few things to think about from different perspectives of Pilate. Um, So now we have some uh, reflection and discussion questions. There are four, I think four together? Five, four. Um, why Why did Jewish leaders react so strongly to Jesus? And what do you make of Jesus' claim? The reason I was born and came into this world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What evidence would you draw on to support Jesus' claim? And if Jesus is the truth of who God is and how God feels towards us, how do you respond to him? So let's gather together with the people around us and please welcome in people who are on their own to your um, little clusters. Um, So we'll have a few minutes to discuss any or all of these questions. And after a few minutes, the band will start playing um, the next song, which is At the Cross, where we again reflect on what actually just happened at the cross for us.